Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There are so many amazing free plugins available for download right now to help you with your production and mixing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash plugins to download and get access to a bunch of free and premium plugins on Plugin Boutique. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. Hey, and how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Mixing Music Podcast. Today, it's just me, your host, Lou. I am missing DK today because, unfortunately, this is on me. I was late, which is going to actually be part of the subject today. But I hope everybody had a happy holidays, and I hope everybody has enjoyed the start of their new year. I've actually been doing some pretty cool things with the downtime, but I'll fill you guys in with that in just a bit. So what is today's subject? It's about what we always end up doing on a new year, right? We all kind of think to ourselves, oh, it's a new year. We're going to go ahead and, I don't know, set some goals. We want to see what we do better this year. But I want you to honestly ask yourself, did you hit the goals last year? And if you did, what were they? And how significant were they in the long run for you? Um, I feel like Honestly, a big part of why goals usually aren't hit is because they don't actually carry any real emotional value in most people's lives. And in our industry, people who want to do well in music, we start off so passionate at some point. Is it that the passion was derived from the want to do music or was it to succeed financially in music or was it what? You know, you had to kind of set a goal that is very honest to yourself. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to be Uh, having this conversation with you guys that is goal setting, but on a deeper level, just something to help you actually do better this year and not just talk about or start doing better. And then once you see the amount of work that goes into it, you're just kind of like, eh, not worth it. Cause at that point, the reason why was not really worth it. So let's kind of dive in. Now, we've all in music experienced what is known as the slow season. The slow season is typically November, December, and January. Now, I know we just started January, so there's still a little bit about the uh, slow season that's going to be kind of kicking our butt, but that's totally cool. 
you know, nine months out of the year, you work, 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 you make all this money and you save some of it for those three months off that you kind of have. Now, they're not typically entirely off. Those of us that are busier still find work. I still have quite a few things on my to-do list that's just kind of over here. And everybody that I'm working with, yes, we're all working on it. Um, I, at the end of the year, I ended up getting hired for like three, four albums, which was great. But being that it's labels, you know, I might not see that payment till end of January or February. So we'll see, you know, but that's kind of my point. You know, in this downtime that we have, there's a lot of people with more time on their hands. And sometimes you might get a little little burst of work and stuff, but we're still kind of with a lot of time on our hands. And that kind of leaves us wondering, one, what can I be doing with my time? Could I be making more money? How could I be making more money efficiently right now? Or do I just go harder? Do I like, did I not do enough in the previous year? And for a lot of people that join music, it's usually because they like music. You know, it seems fun. And once it's no longer fun, the reason why you did it is no longer there, right? Because it's no longer fun. But there are people who do music because they want to build a name. They want to build a legacy. They want to create, uh, I guess you could say what a lot of people know as like mailbox money. They want to create some kind of residual income off of the royalties and things like that. And once they start seeing those things happen, their reasons for joining actually start to make sense. So let's talk about like the why. Now, I'll give you kind of an example. Uh, I've been going to the gym for about four months consistently. Uh, I've now, <laughs> funny enough, like I've now like talked in a lot of friends and family to actually start going to the gym, not just with me, but in general. And those people are now starting to take other people out to the gym. Uh, before this happened, you know, um, I went to the gym one other time and I gave up. So let's kind of just review what worked and what didn't work on that, because it still applies to music. When I first started going to the gym, it's because I just wanted a nicer body. I just wanted to look good. But the more I thought about it, the more I was doing the work and the more it sucked going to the gym, because let's be honest, as consistent as I am four months later, it still sucks. But I love going to the gym now. So why did it suck so much before? It's because, to be honest, I don't mind the way I look. I like the way I look. I think I'm one of the most handsome men I've ever seen. Not cocky wise. I just... I've got self-confidence up the wazoo for myself, and that's one of my best traits. I'm confident. But because of that, the reason why wasn't enough, because I didn't want to change enough about me because I didn't really see a problem with me. So once things got tough at the gym and unpleasant and all that, it was easy for me to give up because it didn't really matter. But if you want to be taken seriously in life, you have to show consistency. You have to also be able to show up for yourself. And that's what I wanted. Me going to the gym was more about me wanting to be a better version of myself, not just in my own eyes, but in the eyes of others. So that when I help people and I say, hey, this can help you, they're not looking at me in return and be like, well, you can't really seem to help yourself, can you? I'm not saying that it's like a body shaming thing or anything. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that if you're not willing to show up for yourself, nobody else can actually take you that seriously, right? Because you won't even do it for yourself. So why should they take advice from you? Now, this is the driving force as to why going to the gym is something so important to me nowadays. When I don't go to the gym after a few days, it starts to bother me a lot because I start seeing that I'm not doing it for the why anymore. And the why is that I want to take myself more seriously. And I want people who work with me that see me being consistent and showing up for myself to think, oh, this is somebody who takes it seriously when he takes on something. 
I would rather work with somebody like this than somebody who's just not as consistent, even if it's just for something for themselves. Now, this why is the driving force. I still hate the gym. I'm not going to lie. I still hate the gym, but I love the end result. I like looking in the mirror and saying, I see the results. But even after four months, I've only lost five pounds. But you can see it in my face. I can see it in my chest. I can see it in my legs. I see all the progress in places that people usually don't look first. Most people look at your belly and think, oh, your belly should be way down after four months, weight training and everything. You should have lost 20 pounds. Now I've lost five pounds. But just like in music, a lot of the work that we put in is not seen right away. You know, I might have only lost five pounds, but I've gained a lot of muscle. I went from only being able to squat maybe one plate properly to, you know, on December 31st, I hit a personal record of 405 pounds. For those of you who do not know what that is, imagine four 45 pound plates on each side of the bar and you have to squat all the way down with that on your shoulders and lift it up. I lifted a 405 pound weight off of my shoulders and I did it for only one rep. I know there's people that can do a lot more, but for me, that was a personal best after four months. But four months ago when I started with no consistency before that, I can only do one plate. But yet I only lost five pounds. A lot of times when we try to compare the, on paper what we did or we look in the mirror and we say, well, I'm not rich yet. This isn't working yet. You forget to look at the little bit of progress that's in front of you. You start to disregard how far you've gone because you just don't see the results you wanted at the end. And a lot of times this is because you set goals that are based on targets. You know, I want to lose 240 pounds. Cool. Wow. I've only lost five pounds in four months to lose another 35 is going to take me a couple of years. That's not really the case, but I bet you anything. If your goal was to say, I want to be a healthy version of myself. I want to show up for myself more often. I want to do this and really give yourself the question of why is it that you want to lose 40 pounds? You probably wouldn't care that it took four months because you've become a healthier person. If you want to become a producer, a beat maker, a writer, an engineer, it's all about consistency. You have to show up for yourself. I know it sucks sometimes. I know there's downtime and everything. So if you started at the top of the winter season, I'm sorry, you just went through the worst of it. But you know, anytime you start a business, the first year sucks. You put a lot of work in and the second year you put in less work in and maybe you make the same amount because you've kind of built a little more systems, this and that. And third year, you typically make some money, you know, you do better. But imagine not applying that same mindset to yourself when it comes to becoming better as an engineer, producer, whatever. If you think that in four months, you can suddenly be just as good as the producers for like Bryson Tiller, I'm sorry you might be able to make a cool beat, but they have so much more experience, which takes time and effort. You have to get burned a couple times to know how to move in certain situations. It just takes time. So it kind of comes all back around to the why, you know, you wouldn't mind getting burned if you knew that you're doing this for the long haul. You want to become a producer? Great. You know that these kind of things happen in the industry. You want to become a Grammy award-winning engineer? You need to be around other Grammy award-winning engineers and say, how can I help? How can I learn? I'm just here for the experience. And one really great way to track your work is not by saying, do I have a Grammy yet? If you're an engineer and you're looking to become a Grammy award-winning engineer, start interning for one. 
go become a runner at one of their studios and be patient with it and start mixing songs right away. The only way you can learn to swim effectively is by jumping in the water. Yeah, you might get some water in your throat. Yeah, you might gargle it. Whatever. It sucks. I know. We all eat shit sometimes. But honestly speaking, compare your day one mix to your day five mix to your day 10 mix to your day 20 mix and just keep comparing your mixes. And you'll notice that every time you listen to the past versus now, you'll be like, ew, I did that before. The new one sounds way better. Ew, I did that before. The new one sounds better. You know, you'll always hear the progress. You just might not see it on paper at first. That's why I always say, like, I don't really need to take before and after pictures of myself at the gym. I know what I looked like before. I know what I acted like before. I know what I was okay with before. And there's so much. Everything from the diet has switched up to the habits to my want to go to the gym has changed. We need to make that how we look at our goals as engineers and producers. Now, once again, this episode is not about going to the gym. It's about showing up for yourself. Because once again, like, I didn't write anything down on this. If you can see the video, all it says here is set a goal. Learn to swim by jumping in. Know you'll suck tomorrow. Know you'll be great uh, next week. Like, nobody starts off great. I hate the gym still. I'm four months in and I get mad when I don't go, but I still know I hate the gym. Um, The cool thing is I found ways to keep myself consistent in ways that are a little bit selfish. So every month that I did it, I bought myself something, but it had to be relative to what I was doing. So the first month I didn't focus on buying anything at all when I started, because the first time I went and quit, I had bought myself new shoes, new shorts, new blah, 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 blah. Still quit. So it wasn't a material issue. It was a personal mental capacity issue. I didn't have the love for the gym that I needed to have more better yet said love for myself. But now on month one, I bought myself a gym bag month two. I bought myself some like uh, food containers, glass microwavable ones, because like the plastic ones just sucked and could never be microwaved and blah, 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 you know, but Then I got myself my own back roller, which whenever I use it, I love it because it cracks the hell out of my back and gets me ready for like leg day, back day, whatever. Um, The next month I got myself like, you know, whatever else. There is always something new every month. I'm on fourth month. I need to get myself something, you know. But point is, um, you know, I'm starting on my fifth month of gymming. I've hit personal best and getting myself a little reward actually helped. And part of that was, you know. The reward itself, was it not? Like, I made it again. I can justifiably buy myself something again, and it becomes less about the new stuff that you can add to make the routines funner or whatever. It just kind of becomes this, like, self-reward, your self-pat on the back. It's awesome. Don't overthink the process. Just honestly, give yourself time to grow. Give yourself the ability to say, you know what? It, It bothers me more when I start straying from my goal. Because if you find a real reason why you want to go, then you'll keep going. If you find a real reason why you want to work in music, it's because you really want to be an artist. You really want to be an engineer. You really want to work in something that you love to do. Remind yourself that you're building a future that's better, not just for yourself, but for your family, too. If you have a family, remember that if you plan on having a partner and everything that, you know, that's not just for you anymore. It's for them. If you have kids like DK, he doesn't just do it for himself all that much, really. It started off as something that he did for himself. Sure, he loves music, 
but he's got kids now and he has to account for his whole family. And because of this, part of why we have to eat shit at first is because we have to learn how to systemize and avoid these things. You know, if I had kids myself, I'd put a lot more policies that guaranteed money up front than I do now. I don't have any kids, so I don't have as much risk in front of me, but I would make sure that all the business I do was clean and good business and everything. I worked with only the right people. I didn't do too many late nights and all that stuff because I would want to be home more often. And that makes the job harder. But if you really wanted to do this, you would remember why you're doing it. It's because you want to have a job that you love that can also provide for your family. Now, you got to practice. You really got to practice. Now, just showing up for yourself and saying, I'm an intern uh, at this big place, one day it'll work out is not enough. Being consistent and believing that it's going to work out for you if you stay consistent is not enough because everybody's consistent when belief is involved uh, and when it's involved strongly enough. But without practice, you're going to suck for a really long time. So you got to go in with the mentality that you also have to put in the work. You can't just show up. You have to put in the work and you have to put in honest work. I see it all the time where people you know, like I said, I've been going to the gym for four months. So I use this analogy because it's something where you can kind of compare the amount of work you're doing. When you go intern for a studio, you can do the same thing. There are the interns that kind of just sit there and they just hang out, look around, and that's it. Then there are the interns where I've had interns who offer to give classes and teach and help the other interns. And they really grow their community around them. And those are the people we kind of look at and want to give more opportunity to, not because they're smarter, but because they're much more proactive. When you go to the gym, you see people who do the squat rack. You know they can do a lot more, but they just, for months, will stay at the same weight. And that's totally cool. That's totally cool. You're not supposed to rush people through their process, nor should you rush yourself through your own. But... At a certain point, you will plateau. And if you do not push past that, you will never grow. So you have to practice every day that you can. Some people work nine to fives, and that's totally cool. I worked nine to fives for a really long time. And one of the things that I learned, honestly, in the last year is a nine to five is sometimes better. You have a consistent paycheck, which means you don't have to take on every gig. You don't have to spend the late nights. But even if that's the case, if you don't practice, you'll never get better. And one of the best ways to practice and grow as a professional is to network. If you really want this to work out, you really need to network. And that's one of the big things. There are people who are socially shy and all that. But if your reason why is honest enough, you know, you kind of get over it one day. You, you can still be shy and awkward, but you learn to kind of, I guess, metaphorically speaking, you can turn the light switch on when you need to, and then you can go hide in your studio. I love my studio. You guys see me. I'm surrounded in black fabric. I have one light behind me and two lights in front of me. That's all the light I have. I like working in the dark. I like showering in the dark. Dark things are my vibe. So going to a fully lit room with a bunch of people when I already am socially awkward is just awkward. But I know it's good for business, and I know it's good to have friends, you know, because guess what? Uh, yes, your neighborhood friends may not be your biggest supporters, but you wouldn't believe the amazing friends I've made in music. And DK is definitely one of them. Uh, me and DK are both kind of socially awkward. He's, um, I believe he's actually the socially better one of the two of us. I know we've talked about it in the past, but I think he's better than me by a long shot at it. Um, he makes friends way more easily than I do in my belief. Um, and is very good at upkeeping it. I'm very to myself it's 
bad for business. I, I, if you're going to network, you should stay consistent in communication. That's a big piece of advice, but, um, you want to network and just say, Hey, even if you don't have a budget or a big budget or whatever, like I need the experience. I need some names under my belt. I need to find myself in different situations, different genres and practice. Once again, practice with them, make friends. And the better the relationships you build, you wouldn't believe it. I've mentioned it in the podcast in the, uh, in the past where DJ ice and I, we became really good friends because we spent time together and we both worked on projects with artists that we mutually believed were really good. And because of this, you know, I will always say this. I would have never been in Dreamville had it not been for DJ Ice. Like, he really gave me a chance. And it was based on the idea that we're friends. And we're here to help each other. And, you know, that may not always be the case where you can help each other. But you wouldn't believe how much just networking and making friends and mutual love interests, like, let's say, music, how much that can help your career. So, network stay consistent, practice, eat shit, you know, make a mistake or two, get burned once or twice, you know, but all these things, you got to remember one thing, you had to learn from every experience. If you didn't learn anything from an experience, it was a waste of time. You know, when you network and you talk to people, learn what worked in communicating and getting people to say yes to, you know, hanging out and getting in sessions, learn what didn't work. Um, if you were a salesperson and you said, Oh, I like iPhones. Oh, you want to buy an Android? Oh, but you should buy iPhone and they walk away. Maybe you shouldn't have pushed the iPhone so hard next time. Maybe sell the Android. You know, I'm just saying like, learn from these experiences, learn from your fails. Um, when you make a beat and they didn't pick it up, but they picked up the other one. Don't get mad. Don't get sad study the other one. You know, there's so much that you can do that will actually help you grow. But the main things that are going to make it happen is you have to find a real reason why. Then you have to stay consistent with it. And lastly, you really have to show up for yourself on that. That's the key. You have to show up for yourself because nobody, not your spouse, not your brother, not your sister, not your mom and dad, they're not going to hold your hand the way all the way through it. You know, if your reason why is not strong enough, it may not pan out. And this is not to me a downer. Honestly speaking, this is my inspiration. My reason why is I want to show up and be a better version of myself. And I did this before the new year. I did it just randomly. So forget about it being the new year. I know this is a new year's topic everywhere, but I want to be realistic. I'm willing to help you. I give away my templates for free. We have the Mixing Music Podcast. DK and I do mix checks and everything. DK does free mix reviews on uh, Twitch. I always have my DMs open on Instagram. I may not get back to everybody right away, but I get back to everybody. Um, I'm always, even when it comes to like pricing, when people are trying to work together, I always try to give people a hookup when I know that the situation isn't the best. And that's totally cool. I'm always here to help. I like helping people. And the reason I want to do better for myself, the reason I started going to the gym and doing other things for myself is because the better I make myself, the more I can help people. If you really wanted a career in music, if you want this to work out, you have to show up for yourself. And I know everybody that I talk to can. It's not that I have a blind faith in humanity. It's that all it takes is honestly understanding why you're doing it staying consistent for yourself and showing up for yourself. And by showing up, once again, that means doing the work. It's it's not enough to just stand there. You have to work. You can't just 
float around in the pool. If you want to swim, you got to make it to the other side. You got to push. You, you have a hard time breathing. Fuck it. Start getting used to it. Do some cardio. You know, there's a way to get there and I'm willing to help out everybody that I can. So, you know, I'm going to wrap up this episode just saying, I believe in y'all. If y'all have some goals that you want to hit and you're looking for advice on how to kind of reach it, definitely hit us up. I'm always happy to answer any kind of questions. You can hit up uh, my Instagram at mastered by Lou. You can hit up DK at DK mixes. Um, Honestly speaking, if you heard this episode and you have some wins from progress, from setting goals, DM them to me all year long. As soon as you hear this episode, if you found some successes, DM them to me. I'm going to post them. I just want to hear about your wins. But with that, happy mixing, my friends. Stay saucy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Autotune. Antares makes the original industry standard autotune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash autotune, we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode.